21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. What was it like for you to leave China and come to the United States? Um, it was quite exciting, actually. So I found that my the better road ahead would be in the United States. So um, I, I left China when I was 16 and pretty much just applied for a high school online and got in and pretty much just went. And it was quite exciting. Um, it was not scary for me personally, but it was extremely exciting. Were there any uh, any challenges uh, you faced? I mean, when you first arrived in, in the States? Um, there were challenges, of course, but those were really growing, really good growth opportunities. Um, when I first arrived, um, you know, simple ones like food, like language barrier, um, everything related, you know, trying to get into a college, all of those were, were challenging, but that was, you know, very much everyone's story. So everybody had challenges like that. So it was just, uh, I was just very fortunate to be able to make it to where I am today. And it was great. What was your specific mindset? My mindset was really just, I had a goal in mind um, and I wanted to achieve that goal. It was really, a lot of it was driven by fear that I would have to go back to China or uh, fear that, you know, I wouldn't make it here. So um, really that was the, the, the mindset. I just really wanted to have something better, a better life. Um, so that was, that was really it. Regarding the fear, what do you think are the most important or is the most important driving force for other entrepreneurs? Is it the fear, the, the, the right one? I mean, very often it is a fear, but any other motivators? A lot of times it will be the fear, but I think it, it really is up to what you think you're good at doing. Um, for me, I knew that I did not want to be in the corporate world forever. So I, after college, I pretty much took a job as a business analyst, but I just could not imagine myself being in that position forever. And just none of that really sounded exciting. I would never be able to achieve the kind of financial success I would have wanted for myself if I were to stay in corporate. So Really, being an entrepreneur is to solve a problem, and money comes with solving a major problem. So really, you have to ask yourself, are you really good at solving a particular problem? Do you even identify the problem? So, um, And other than that, I think you need a really strong heart. You need very strong spirit. You have to be... Um, you, you have to have perseverance because it's not a job for the faint of heart. Um, you will encounter many, many challenges. There are so many times you're going to think to yourself that you might want to give up. This is way too hard, but you have to be able to conquer those. You have to be able to overcome those and become stronger. I think it's a personality thing too in that regard.
what are the most important personality traits from from your point of view is the drive ambition you have to have the ambition if you don't want you're not ambitious then not a lot of that matters because you're not even wanting to succeed ambition doesn't matter to you then if you really don't have the drive and the, or in the the ambition to be successful then entrepreneurship is not for you because the difficulties from day one is going to crush you and you're not going to have that so you have to have the ambition i think that's number one uh important is, is the drive and ambition what made you want to start your own business was it something that some some kind of some issues problems that you had and then you figured out oh that can be a good solution or what was your path you know starting a business has always been something i've wanted to do even since i was 10 years old so that's something i have had since i was a child um because i came from a family that did not do entrepreneurship they did not own businesses they were working for a national firm and you know it sounds really materialistic but i think when i was a child there were things that you know other kids could afford but i couldn't because my parents were not particularly wealthy business people and my friends you know they had everything they wanted and turns out to be that their parents had their businesses so ever since i was little I vowed to myself that I am not going to live this life. I am going to live a different life. Um so yeah, that's really I've always wanted to do that. And I knew it was going to be difficult, but um that was probably becoming an entrepreneur and quitting my job was probably the best risk I've ever taken and the best decision I've ever made. So basically your pet patterns, behavioral patterns, emotional patterns from your family were completely different than than your specific ones oh absolutely what was the the the, the journey from from that uh, context living context mind context to the new one yeah so the old one was you know like my parents just wanted me to go to a college wanted me to graduate and wanted me to take a job and you know when i got my job my mom and my my dad both my parents thought it was the best thing ever you know now you have a job you can settle down you can be whatever now right so everything stopped but for me and that quit my job they couldn't understand it at all they were thinking why would you quit a high paying job and just do something else but for me it was not really a high well for me it was first of all not really extremely high paying but even if even if it was it just it was nowhere near high enough for me so i just wanted a lot out of life so that goes back to the drive and ambition right so two questions what does your company do and uh, how does it um, actually started tell us your story right so my company is a private equity investment firm so we do syndications in mobile home parks uh so how we started was um you know like i said i i was working that job right and i was doing real estate deals on the side um but you know up to a point my salary could not finance more than the deals that i've already done so i wanted to scale so but with my salary there was no way to scale with that little salary you can't get a 20 million dollar deal out of you know your salary so how we want to get started so i quit my job to start the real estate company so i wanted to 
do something that not everybody's chasing after. Uh, originally, after my single family and a duplex, I wanted to go into multifamily. So multifamily was extremely heated. It's still heated. I was it was almost impossible to get in for me. So the big boys from Wall Street has been at it for decades. You know, I was just a new kid. You know, new kid on the block and wanted to get into real estate. You know, and the brokers wouldn't even look at you if you don't have some experience. So that was just a no go for me. But then I stumbled upon I would say I stumbled upon, but I really did some research on mobile home parks. It's really a not long ignored niche. Where、um, people are not doing it all the time, and it's really a blue ocean strategy for me. So I was able to get into the park business, and I was able to acquire、uh, many parks. So today we have twenty-seven parks、um, with almost five million dollars of, of investor subscription. So, yeah, so that's how I started. What's your business model? How do you make money? Transfer Capital really wants to play a major role in solving the affordable housing crisis、uh, in in the in the United States. So. Because housing is becoming more and more expensive, people are looking for cheaper places to live. So what Johnsford Capital offers is that we're buying, you know, undervalued、uh, mobile home parks or mobile home parks that, that 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 are at a pretty good cap rate with solid real estate fundamentals. And once we buy them, we start adding value and provide a high quality living environment for our tenants. So it's really a parking lot business. So there are two customers that we serve. One is our investors. So investors want to invest with us to buy mobile home parks, right? We give them a good return. And two are the tenants. The tenants want to live in a high quality.、Um, Housing、um, that they can afford and also have that privacy and have that American dream fulfilled, where they have their own home. So those are the two customers we form, we 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 serve, and if we can serve those customers well, and our profit mar- mar- margin will be there, and that's how we serve both both of them, and that's how we make money, make our money too. Is it a trend? Is there a a, a, a bigger story? On the on the level of the 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 whole USA, I think at the end of the day, most Americans will want to buy their own house. They want to own home because homeownership is really part of the American fabric, American society society fabric. They want the American dream. So what is the what is the American dream, right? So stereotypically, you want the house with picket wire fences with. With with kids and and a dog, right? That's the American dream. So they want the home ownership. So majority of Americans still want to own their home. And mobile home parks really is a parking lot where people can bring their homes and park on it. So it's really,、um, it, it's really goes with that overall overarching philosophy. What are your main sources of revenue? So the main sources of revenue is, you know, so like I said, there are two customers that we serve, right? One is tenant, one is our would be our investor. So for our tenants, you know, obviously it would be rent income, right? So we want to make sure that you know people are you know paying their rent,、um, you know, rent income, and we can raise rent, but also、uh, at the same time you want to make sure that you don't raise it too much、um, because. The one of the one of the major things is that if at the end of the day is a is a housing product that you're offering, right? So 
um, if the value of the housing product you're offering with mobile homes is not as much as stick build homes, um, people are not going to want to live in a mobile home park. So you want to make sure there is a gap between the lot rent and the apartment rent. They're like four to five hundred dollars in the gap. So that's the one thing. I mean, as with any real estate business, um, the rental income is revenue, right? And um, on the other side, for our investors, um, revenue for Johns Creek Capital is, as with any private equity firms, it would be through our promotes. Um, promote meaning that once we've hit a hurdle of returns for our investors, we will be able to split the profit um, after we perform to that point. Um, that would be our, our, um, our, our major revenue, really. What are your ma- major risks? Well, the risks, risk, I mean, with any business, there are risks. Um, so major risks would be you're not moving fast enough. You're not acquiring fast enough. Um, you're buying terrible properties. You're buying poor acquisitions. And then that would lead you to the risk. And there's so many things, so many parts of a business that you need to be careful with. Yeah. How did you learn your business? Uh, the- do you have a special artificial intelligence system also involved or is it just your brain? Well, yeah. So I have a partner. Um, so my partner and I, we both bring different things to the table. And my partner, um, he has a lot of business business experience and he has bought and sold several businesses before and he started his own business and he sold it to his competitor and he almost went public with one of the businesses. So he has tons of real estate and business experience. And what I bring to the table is a different skill set. And we both have the, the drive and ambition to achieve things. So really learning the business, learning this business is really about being in it. And you want to make sure that you, you learn and you keep keep pushing ahead and never stopping. And you also created over $500,000 in asset value in the past 12 months. Right. So that's, you know, it's it's difficult to measure the value created, but I can tell you that we sold a pro- uh, property um, uh, just, I think, a month ago. Uh, we bought that property, a park, mobile home park, in mid, in June 2020. We bought it for $325 and we sold it for $495, uh, $492,500. So it was quite a quite a big jump and in the in the meantime we send distributions so our investor you know um, annualized return is close to a 20 percent how do you communicate your message what kind of communication channels uh, are you using right so marketing strategy is like i said appearing on podcasts like yours uh or you know we have our you know social media pages primarily linkedin is professional platform and also i think that the, the primary marketing uh, is that any company can do is through uh, referrals. Because if someone uses your product and they like your product, they're going to want to tell their friends and family about it. So the best marketing is word of mouth, really. The good old wor- word of mouth that um, you have to... I-, I always believe that a really good product probably does not need much marketing. Because if the product is truly good and once people start using it and they love the product, they're going to be talking about it. So I think that would be the best form of marketing, really. It's really not to do it yourself. It's that your customers are, are your sales force. What 
is your definition of success? Well, it really depends on you know it's a personal definition for everyone. So for me,、um, it's really being able to fulfill all the dreams I've always had since a child. And making a difference and solving a problem and being a successful businesswoman is really my ultimate goal. So that's for me. But I think for everybody else, you you have to come up with your own definition of success. For some people. Business is something that they would never want to touch, and that's okay. Okay, so is there any way、uh, to actually、uh, for you to give advice uh, uh, to someone who is looking to achieve success? Right. So、um, I think definitely come to our website and have a chat with me. And you know, and we we do webinars, and we do webinars with people who are pretty powerful in the industry. So、um, that would certainly add value to your actually, you know, education.、Um, so I think my advice is just to you know check us out and really read a lot of books on the particular topic that you want to go into. If you want to Know more about real estate. You have to read books on real estate and business and general stuff like that. So really, that that's really my my advice because、um, at the end of the day, you have to take action. You have to have the ambition yourself. And、um, yeah. So how to invest is to go to our website and fill out that form on our website. And usually, I usually reach out within. You know, the the the, the day、uh, within 24 hours, I definitely reach out to you, and we have a chat on the phone and get to understand each other and what your business needs are, and、um, then there I will be answering your questions. So usually, you know, after that initial phone call, I will be sending you our deals, the, any deals that we currently have, and you can take a look and decide if you want to commit to the deal. It's quite straightforward.、Um, I will coach you through each step. As we connect, and the, the entire process usually lasts until just pretty much the deal process. The same thing. So it's about thirty to forty-five days from you first seeing the deal to the deal completion.、Um, you're in the deal, and then you'll be receiving monthly distributions and、uh, monthly reports, financial reports. So, and also your、uh, K one, which you know、uh, you, you gave it to your CPA for tax prep purposes. There are three major things to investing with us.、Uh, investing mobile home park. Well, number one is a passive monthly cash flow. So we seek to make distributions every month,、uh, depending on the performance of the park.、Um, that's the monthly cash flow aspect of it. And number two is your、um, your money grows, right? The equity growth. Within the real estate, as the market grows, as we do force appreciation,、um, you get more more value. And number three is tax advantages. So mobile home parks depreciation schedule is actually much shorter than multifamily, so you get the biggest tax write off、uh, for year one. 
So th- those are three major advantages. So you know, passive cash flow. You're passive. You don't have to worry about things. You don't have to deal with tenants. Trust me, you don't want to deal with tenants at mobile home parks or any tenants really. If you're a busy professional. And number two is、um, that forced appreciation, the growth of your money. And number three is tax advantages. Twenty-first century entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.